0: Good morning, everyone. This is Mrs. Hughes on a Sunday morning, t- trying to offer you some ideas to help your IT300 life. I want to start by saying what I've really paid attention to in the last few weeks going through this asynchronous process. Is, it's just kind of ironic that we're talking about pedagogy. And or we're reading and writing about pedagogy and thinking about it. But um, this asynchronous class is kind of the opposite of what I ever would have really wanted for myself as an educator, meaning um, most of my career, especially as a writing teacher, I've talked about the difference between assigning and teaching and in an asynchronous setting. I've done a lot of assigning, but I feel like I haven't done a lot of teaching So even if only five people listen to this recording today, at least I can feel like I've tried to do a little teaching and understanding of um, helping you all this go through this week's um, ideas and just today is meant to be an overall review and a chance for me to emphasize some things that I would if I were able to have a classroom experience with you all. I want to go back from the very, to the very beginning, um, Titan Nellie, you asked a question about how tech has become more important in the in our flipgrid video. Um, I'm sitting here thinking about even probably my first few years of teaching. Um, I taught for over twenty, remember um I used to figure grades with a calculator, so I had my red grade book and numbers entered in, and I didn't even punch real numbers into a grade book until I used um a a program to enter the letter grade. So that's quite a shift from today when everything is calculated um, via an online tool. My district uses Skyward, and um, in this class we're using Blackboard, but there was no technology at all when I started teaching. Um, Attendance was on paper and pen, and I used to put it outside my door, and someone from the office or a student would pick it up, Grades were not even calculated on the computer. This makes me feel really old, but I'm not even 50 yet. Um, But uh, there's just absolutely no comparison in then and now. Um, I didn't even have a cell phone my first year of teaching when I taught at Streeter High School and made about $23,000. So uh, life has changed very much. Um, I want to talk about some ideas to add to the discussion board. I wanna thank you all for sharing those gurus to add to your life. And um, I added ideas individually, but I wanna go through a quick list of people to follow, especially since you'll be working on that tech demo assignment this next week. So grab your pen and pencil if you don't have one handy, because I want you to add some ideas to your own use so that you can borrow possibly and be even more successful. For some EdTech gurus, if you have not followed these people yet, I would encourage you to follow Monica Burns, B-U-R-N-S. Shake Up Learning is a really great one. I love her uh, because it's all about Google. Kind of one of the things that I wish were addressed in this class that I don't Feel like we're going to completely conquer is the necessity of you to be a gmail person if you're going to work in a public school setting i cannot think of a I i cannot think of a public school in the vicinity where we live that does not use uh, google drive um, all students in my building have a columbia 4 address we all use google drive we use gmail and everything is shared from g suite so the more you can be familiar with google drive google classroom um, the more the simpler time you'll have as an educator. I also, she's not a ed, total ed tech, not only ed tech, I should say, but Jennifer Gonzalez is a must. Tony Vinson is a guy I've heard live. He's great. He's a tech guru. Um, there's also a guy named Matt Miller. He uh, promotes a website called Ditch That Textbook, which is very tech-driven. And then Richard Burns... <laughs> My assistant principal kind of makes fun of his voice that he's hard to listen to, but he is a guru on Google Drive. So please pay attention to him, B-Y-R-N-E-S, Richard Burns. He's great. And then some of you saw me post um, ideas from Ketlin Tucker and Alice Keeler. To the fellow English people out there, please follow Sarah Brown-Wesling, W-E-S-S-L-I-N-G. I used to say that I wanted to be here when I grew up. I still have that joke with myself, but she's an awesome resource for English teachers. And then also for podcasts to pay attention to, there is a Google teacher podcast. There's an EdTech takeout podcast. Um, and then also Vicki Davis. She's has a Southern accent if you like it or not, but she has a great 10 minute teacher podcast. I would encourage you to browse and then um, also uh, Jennifer Gonzalez has a podcast also from Cult of Pedagogy, which is an absolute must. We could have a whole class designed around her ideas and content. But then my last idea is for you to check out Angela Watson. She has a lot of SEL ideas, but also just um, I think it'll give you an accurate view of what teachers what what teachers are facing currently, even before even before the pandemic. But she has a mature perspective that I would encourage you to give it a try as well. So I hope those are some ideas. Uh, again, gurus are a big deal. Um, I know that in the assurance model that you've read about, you know, you, you have to make sure that you're not just picking a, a technology idea out of the air and And going starting with that, the TPAC model is really strong. If you have one major takeaway from this class, I hope that's it. That you have to focus on your skill first, your content. What am I going to teach? How am I going to teach it? And then the third tool is what technology I will apply. So I know it's sometimes fun to find this really cool tech idea and think, oh, I want to use that, but not really know what you're going to do with it. Please avoid that as I think it will just lead to student confusion even maybe our confusion and it's harder to offer a rationale for that inclusion in your classroom if you don't start with the content and the pedagogy first Um, regarding the pedagogy assignment and the brainstorming you all did the what works and what doesn't i almost wish i would have done that as a discussion board item because it would have been really neat for you all to see what each other posted for example some of you enjoy the flipped classroom some of you don't some of you liked group assignments some of you don't so my biggest takeaway from what you all posted is that um, we have to offer variety in the classroom because not every single pedagogical decision is going to meet every single student's needs Um, the flipped classroom for example i kind of chuckled at that when i read it a few times because that's supposed to be the big deal or maybe a few years ago, it was the big deal in education, in ed tech, in education, um, and then the pandemic hit, and then that was actually one of the models that many gurus or teachers were using at the time. So it's just funny how we're in an ed tech class, and there are some some of you who don't care for the flipped classroom. I'm not holding that against you. We all, it's no big deal. I just think it was it was kind of ironic that in an ed tech world, the flipped classroom which is this, you know, this pretty progressive model is not one that you all, some of you enjoyed. So um, again, variety is the spice of life. Not everybody, not all pedagogical decisions meet every student need. And um, please keep that in mind. One person I remember um, included, talked about a weekly plan and how it never changed and how you loved that. But also think about how a weekly plan could maybe not work so you really have to know your students keep them in mind again being physically in the classroom and seeing their body language and their responses or doing some formative assessment can give you some ideas about how that change what change needs to be made but uh, again there was a lot of variety in what worked and what didn't on that pedagogy brainstorming assignment All right, regarding the graphic organizer, that's due today, this afternoon at two o'clock. I'm recording today because I only had a few people who told me that they could make a a Zoom meeting. I'm gonna post this this morning in just a little while, I hope it'll be posted by 10. And then if anybody still wants to talk to me online, um, we'll figure out a time to do that. But regarding the graphic organizer assignment, please realize that shows its reflection. It's leading you through the mental process about what tools you should use and, and the worthiness of the use. So please uh, pick a skill that's from Common Core, from your com- prior Common Core browsing, and then use that, please, to help you make decisions about what which choice you should make, the choice without tech or the choice with tech. I have seen some people use the choice without tech. So please please realize that tech choice is not always the right answer, but I really hope that that model, again, that graphic organizer assignment can show you um, the process you should go through as you're starting to make assignments about technology. And then the good news, everybody, is that in a few years when you're in the classroom and after you go through those those decisions um, more and more and more, uh, that's going to be such a quick decision. You'll probably make that decision in one or two minutes, maybe five, right? I mean, you won't struggle with the assignment. It'll be a mental process that you that you will use to make those quick decisions in the classroom to be efficient and effective. And then our the final topic that I want to review today is the tech demo. Uh, please realize that this is for you to review a specific learning task. And then over the course of the semester, we're going to be doing this four times. So I'll put a post a case study to uh, Blackboard as soon as I get it from um, SIUE. I don't have that in my possession yet. But I will either make my own case study if I don't get one or I'll post it as soon as I do get it. But um, please make sure that you're exploring the different technologies that could be used to accomplish the task. So it's the student task um, places to look for those technology ideas. Um, you could visit really almost any of the, the gurus I've named today. Um, common sense is a great place also. And then please consider, um, apps that could be used on an iPad. There are also some Chrome extensions that could help, um, in that way too. But then please realize that the the biggest piece for the tech demo is for you to create a screencast video so that you can show how the technology that you've chosen could be used by the case study teacher. The documents for the tech demo assignment are posted in week three on on Blackboard in our coursework. And there's the rubric there as well. Um, If you have any questions, You can either text me or you can email me. I do check my SIU email uh, at least twice a day, so please don't hesitate to contact me. Um, If you need some guidance, we can set up a FaceTime or a a Zoom call, and I'm happy to help you as much as I can. Just remember, I want you to be successful, and I want you to feel comfortable with the topic, but I also do want you to feel challenged, so we do want some growth and some understanding that's going to happen with this class. But um, I'm, I'm, I may not be physically in a classroom, which is the first time I've ever done a course like this, but I am here to help you. I want you to grow and just let me know what you need so I can help you make that happen. I hope you have a great Sunday. Our graphic organizers do at two o'clock. Many of you have turned that in already. I'll work on l- reviewing those probably this evening, if not a little bit more tomorrow. And I contact me if you need anything, folks. I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye.